Living Proof with Chris Flickinger. And welcome to another episode of Living Proof with Chris Flickinger. And with us is Chris Flickinger. Um, this is episode two. We're still in the uh, infancy phase of this. It's going to be, uh, I see big things for this, uh, this, this show, Chris. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it as well, Dan. I know we had, you know, just touched the surface and did the general introduction of who we are and people need to get to know us and understand a little bit more what we're trying to do to, to help out. And I am very, looking very much forward to making this a very helpful um, podcast and, and reaching out to many people. Now, one of the things that we, we touched on earlier was um, we talked a little bit before the show and I think as, pra- as practice, the, the more we do this, I think the less we'll talk before the show because we have a lot to say uh, that might get missed, whereas we might have a really good conversation and realize, oh, my God, this, this would be great for the show. Let's record this. I, th- I think it's, it's good if we just start on the cuff. One of the first things is we, we were talking about something that we didn't really delve too much into earlier before the show started, but it was meditation. Mm-hmm. And I see a big awakening with with meditation. I, I see this being a big thing where more and more people are going to do this. I do it unorthodox uh, in in an unorthodox way. I was never taught how to do it or something. But if someone just pointed it out to me. Actually, I was listening to the Joe Rogan show, and he had a guest on. He said, "All it is is being able to do nothing." for an X amount of time. Just sit there doing nothing. Now, now you meditate, which I just found out just before the show. Right. And that was funny because we were talking about what, what are we going to talk about today? And and I had said to you, um, I've been practicing meditation. I've I've learned it over the last uh, few years. And there's a, there's a lot of people that do it. Um, and to your point, you need to find the a quiet space. And a lot of times they all start out the same, whether it's a three minute meditation. And the one I was did this morning was 20 minutes. And what I found interesting about it is all the meditations and all the people who deliver those, the, um, I guess it would be the presentation or the words, they always tell you, find a quiet place, clear your mind. Your only responsibility is to take deep breaths and relax. And it's interesting when you do that because we spend most of our time in our head and we spend most of our time you know, figuring out what issues or what problems or what circumstances are going on in my life or the people around me and we never take time to sort of clear it out. And the way that I equate meditation and I, I'm not into it to the point where you know, I, I, I do it all day, every day, but I think of it as like a file cabinet. And a file cabinet, you store all this information, and you might have a tall one or a short one. It might be one drawer, two drawers, three drawers, but you have all this information. And in our head, we fill our head with information. And sometimes, and if you use my file cabinet analogy, sometimes you pull out the drawer and you reach in the back and you're looking for a piece of paper, and you can't find it because it fell to the bottom. And you never really understood where it went. And you search and you search and you search. And that's sort of what happens with our when, when you're doing meditation. Meditation takes you to a place. Because our brain, and we only use a very little bit of amount of our brain. And there's a lot of studies that say there's more to it than just 
the surface? How do you get deep? And I'm finding meditation has been helpful to kind of clear out that file cabinet. Okay, now when when you say that, um, when when you say as far as like when, when you're cleaning out a filing cabinet and, and you find that that piece of note, mm-hmm. my whole life, to to the dismay of my my wife Karen, my whole life is sticky notes, and I have like like right here I, I got I got a little notebook full of full of notes, I have another notebook full of notes. <laughs> And I also have a calendar where I put my notes in, and I have what I call a journal to put my notes in, and I, I'm just scattered all over the place mm-hmm. because I have so many thoughts, and I feel at that time that any of those thoughts could be a great gem or, or a, a nice, nice um, um, the, the word I'm trying to find, uh, uh, just a nice mantra to, to follow, mm-hmm. not not in the meditation sense, but just an, a nice quote to to remember. Right. And my phone has notes. I got notes everywhere, and I don't want notes. I, I just want to be able to remember these things. But sometimes I just forget. Well, it's meditation and writing down notes and having goals. They all go hand in hand. And I think you brought up a great point. It's about prioritizing, like these notes that we have, and I'm I'm guilty. I do the same thing. I have I have a note for a note, and I do carry around my on my phone. I've just started to go with. If I have a thought, I'll now I don't do what I'm driving, but if I have a thought, I'll jot it. I'll jot it down on my phone. Um, at at night, my wife and I, uh, she's very uh, she's very big into journaling, so she's actually helped me with that. Um, we have a little notebook by the bed a good idea might come along and you never know when you're going to use it. So that file cabinet, we go back to the meditation piece and the file cabinet piece, we're storing these notes. And at some point, you know, you're going to lose a few of them along the way. But the idea behind is the more you write down and the more you prioritize when you're doing, taking these, taking these notes and, and re- reflecting on your life, you figure out why did you write that information down in the first place? And that's the biggest thing because a lot of people will say, and you just said it, Dan, and and I said I do the same thing. If you just write ideas and you don't follow through and you don't know why you wrote it down in the first place, you're just going to fill up the file cabinet and then you have to clean it out and do it all over again. How many of those notes have you utilized in the past 30 days? That you wrote down as an example. Some some of them are to-do notes that, that will sit there. And but some I, I just feel are are good quotes mm-hmm. or um, or good thought. You know, I, I have my phone with me, and, and for for an example, you know, I just I just have these little thoughts when I'm when I'm driving. You know, uh, with with regards to the, to the podcast and stuff. You know, not thinking as far as let's broadcast locally. Uh, and I say right here, be global. Think Japan, Canada, Mexico. With everything I do, think think international. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not just doing it. I'm not just doing anything in 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 my life to just entertain the the uh, the, the bar in the next town, or or you know a, a CD buyer, some a music listener from from Philly. You know, I would love to be international, and and I need to think more globally. You know, one of the other things I I wrote was an actual quote. I said, "Everything you want comes free." With a lot of hard work, 
And I, I just thought that was a cool little brainstorm. I didn't want to forget that little gem. Right. And that's something that'll re- help me go, but I had to write that down. And the problem is, you know, th- th- there are so many people out there. You have these little quotes in life, early to bed, early to rise, you know, all all these little things that you can remember. But I have so many Mm -hmm. that I think can help me at a certain amount in one certain period of time than another that I I forget to go to them. Right. Well, and and that's, that's great because the thing that I see and when I'm working with people and I'm talking to them is I look at it as like um, a, a picture frame. So your life is, you're the picture. And sometimes you can't see that picture because you're in the frame. There's issues that are larger than, am I tired? Am I depressed? Am I overweight? Am I sad? Am I, and I could say, am I to a lot of things, but you know, we all have these issues that we deal with. We all have these circumstances we deal with. And those issues and circumstances become the picture that we cannot see because we're in the frame. So by writing down, and so, and to you made a great one that said you know everything is free with hard work, you need to put the effort in, in order to get the benefit. The circumstance is the circumstance, and we from the first podcast said you know I had these very severe injuries that took. It's been a lifetime of healing. You, you don't stop because the circumstance got you there. You got to get out of your circumstance. You got to get out of the picture. Meditation, a way to help. You know writing down notes, coming up with things and realizing that what's important to you, when can you draw upon those snippets of information to help you become better today than you were yesterday? I think that's important. Now, now going back to meditation, what got you into this? Because, you know, it, it's nice to see this becoming a more and more mainstream accepted, mm-hmm. you know, holistic form uh, of, of healing in a way and of just clearing your mind. But um, for a long time, this was something frowned upon or poo-pooed or just looked at as, you know, metaphysical or, or something, you know, where it's just, now it's getting more and more accepted. There's many people that have been doing it for years. Clint Eastwood's done it, you know. There, there's so many successful people that continue to meditate and where it's not that metaphysical, you know, it, it could very well be, you know, whatever the big answer is with the universe and stuff, the big connection. But it, it's something that many people are, are accepting more and more. What got you into it? Which, what actually started me, if I go back, is um, I was always stuck in my head. Um, I was always preparing for the next... Um, I guess would be recovery. And when I say recovery, like if I go back and we talk about my journey that I went through, when you have injuries, you're, you're told by the medical world that you need to do step one, step two, step three, and that this, this should be the outcome. There are risks involved. So it was always in my head and I never really thought about um, anything more than the process. And then what happened was in the last couple of years, my wife that I uh, has a, a wellness center and she had brought those types of um, services to the local community. And so why don't you try this? You're very analytical. You're very driven. You write, you, you know, you write everything down. Why don't you try this? This may help clear up some, some things for you. And I said, well, what do you mean things? She was, well, when you're in your head all day, every day, you don't give your 
other emotions. You don't give, you don't have a chance to open up and find a level of freedom from just, frankly, peace and quiet and just breathing. And we spend a lot of time not slowing down, not taking deep breaths, not taking time for ourselves. And when I started to do that, the very first time I did the meditation, I, I came out of the room, just, just do it for five minutes. So I laid down for five minutes and took a deep breath and just closed my eyes. And we found it on YouTube, just a little five-minute meditation. I got up. I said, this was weird. She goes, what do you mean weird? She goes, don't say weird. It's interesting. I said, okay, this was interesting. <laughs> I, uh, I saw myself like kind of floating out on the water. And it was just calm and peaceful. And she goes, well, where do you like to go when you want to find peace and quiet and happiness? She says, I love the beach. And she goes, well, there's the interesting part. Your mind takes you to a place that you want to be that you're not always at because you're caught up in your head on a day-to-day activities of life. I said, well, I'm going to try this again. And I'm a visual meditator. Mm-hmm. I, I right. see all kinds of things. This morning was uh, was interesting. I saw all kinds of... I was walking on a mountain at one point, and then another point, I was back on a beach, and then, a, then I was just silent and I was just a cool wind was just blowing and I was thinking what did all that mean afterwards and you always have to get a meaning from this Mm -hmm. but I realized that one of the one of the things that make me happy is I love the outdoors well that's what it sounds like your sense of adventure and just just being outdoors so that that in that is a good way to get to start your day because who's getting up to take care of the kids who has to drive? To, who has? To, where, what's your drive look like? Do you have a five minute drive to work? Do you have a, you know an hour drive to work? What's your day going to look like? It always involves other people. It always involves some sort of task at hand. Whether you're a stay home mom, there's a lot of work that has to be done doing that, or you're heading off to an office, or you're going on to a job site. You're doing everything for everybody else. What about you? And it seems so easy, yet people don't do it. Correct. And I think. And you brushed up a little bit about this earlier, and I like to elaborate on this more because it's just one of those things that's so easy for anyone to do, and they don't do it. And that's just deep breathing. Mm-hmm. Take six deep breaths a right. day. You know, for some people, that that's something very easy to do, but. I've I've seen it. it. It takes a lot to do it sometimes. Okay, I got to take six deep breaths. You know, I ain't got the time for the. And it's funny. It's something you could do in your car. It's something you could do anywhere. But you forget to do it, or you, you either forget, or you 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 actually say you don't have the time to take six deep breaths. Right. But and if you you think about this, you have the time to take breath all day every day because without breath. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't be having a conversation. What's the alternative? So it's we've conditioned ourselves as as individuals to be in our heads. Breathing comes natural because you need to breathe to be alive. But there's a technique to breathing that can also bring a sense of calm, a sense of peace, can reduce stress. And that's to what you were saying. You could be in the car on your lunch break. We could do it. We could go radio silent for a second and take six deep breaths during this podcast and where you'll find that when you do that deep breathing, and when you do deep breathing, you know, breathe through your nose, inhale, you watch your belly fill up with mm-hmm. air, and then your belly goes down, and then you release. That's all you got to do. 
and you'll feel different. Not even and 20 I seconds. Yeah. It's not even 20 seconds. I, I could do amazing. one right now. It's just a... I'm watching my belly fill up, and then mm-hmm. I... And that just felt good. Yeah. So if people want to feel good, to your point, it's free. And that wasn't even hard work, though. No. So there but are... It's amazing it's how many people know to do that and just, for some reason, just don't. Right. You know, the breaths I take, and for some reason, I, I, I was listening to a show called The Minimalist. I, I love those guys. It's a great podcast show. And they were talking about deep breaths, and they mentioned that they heard from someone that all it takes is just six deep breaths. Why six? I don't know. And they were even questioning why that number. Mm-hmm. But just just breathing through your nose, and then once that's done, you still have air uh, capacity in your lungs for a little more air, where it's like you know, to get it all and, and then breathe it out. You know, I, I could do it now, but my deviated septum would just make the most horrible noises right here on, on the mic. <laughs> but it, it's one of those things where, okay, meditation, just for one minute, do nothing. And it's amazing. That's easy. Just one minute, do nothing. And for as easy as that sounds, it's amazing that people can't do that. Until unless they're trained, like if I, I I I went through stuff in my life within the past two three years where I was on a system, it was on a system, and then just life happens. You know, I went through a divorce, I went through you know moving, I went through a lot, a whole life change, and the the whole smallness of life got through that. You get lost. Um, the whole big picture got lost in just the smallness of life in, in the, those small few years. And now I'm trying to get back into it, and gradually, you know, I'll do five minutes here. I can't do five. I'll do two. You know, but I'll, I always set my timer to at least try to do ten. And the majority of the time I'm thinking, I ain't got the time. I ain't got, and it's just a matter of getting back in that routine because when I was doing it, 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 there was something refreshing about it where you missed not doing it. True. And you brought up something that I will will definitely elaborate when we have more time in future shows. But use the word I can't. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot of times. Um, I can't. And that's usually comes down to I choose not to. Right. You can. Right. You can find five minutes. Mm-hmm. You can breathe. You can take deep six deep breaths. You can go for a walk. Um, you can make it through this divorce. You can make it through this injury. You can make it to the next job promotion. You choose not to because of usually three things. Usually there's a fear involved. So people only have, there's three reasons why you won't go through and you say, I can't do something. I have either fear, I have habits, or I don't feel worthy because I've listened to the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. The habits is, is one of those things. You yeah. just, just have one of those habits. And, and that's good that you brought that up because there is a difference between I can't and I don't want to. Right. You can't see out of your eye. You know, you, you, you can't, you know. Right. That's a fact. We're, we're, if, but I can see out of my other eye and I can do any task at hand, mm-hmm. right? So, where yeah. if I'm on the couch, 
I don't want to get up. Correct. You know, it's not that I can't get up. I don't want to get up. And and I guess choosing your words carefully mm. m- makes a big deal. Now, now, for how long have you been meditating? About four years. It's been about four years because I, I had said that my wife had got me started. You and, consistent? Uh, weekly. Mm-hmm. I would say weekly because I do incorporate it in, in one of the uh, routines I do as far as exercise. I do yoga. And in part of that with the yoga, I also do the meditation. So between yoga and then usually one other day. So, But if I want to say, do I do it? I do it weekly. I usually do right. it usually one to two days every week. Um, this morning, it, again, it was a, it was a, it was twenty one minutes. It just I don't know why it was twenty one. I found I found a, a meditation it was twenty one minutes, and uh, it was really it was very helpful. It kind of clears your mind, and it really set the intentions for the day. And I think that I was the type of person that said I can't do this, but I was choosing not to. It wasn't because of fear, no. and it wasn't because of a habit because I didn't have a habit of not doing it. It was the opinions of others. I thought in my mind that that was something weird. That was something that only, um, I don't know, something that's uh, foreign. It was such a foreign concept to me. And you, exactly. and you would like, watch it like in a I movie. You said, yeah, it wasn't mainstream. It was something that was, it happened in different places of the world. You, you don't do it in your little local town. It's not something it's you're not going to tell your 70-year-old Uncle Buck. Correct. Uh, meditate. I meditate, He's, right. It'll smack you in the head. Exactly. And I'm eating salad for, for, for lunch. No, you don't, you know, I right. allowed the opinions of right. others to cloud my vision of trying something new. And as soon mm-hmm. as I tried it, I said, this is pretty good. Now, it's- well, it also goes back to what Anthony Robbins says. He says one of the things that keeps you from doing stuff is the bullshit story you tell yourself as to and why you can't do it. That's right. Yes. And you know, we, we do see that. And, and how many times do we keep telling a story over and over and over? So people who have issues of being overweight, people who have an issue of um, I can't get off the couch, people who have an issue of... I'm depressed and I don't know why. Um, I, don't, I, I can't get to a better place with my job. Is it really that story that they keep telling themselves? Mm-hmm. It really is all bullshit when you think about it because so long as you have the ability to get up and put a plan in place and move to action, you can climb out of that picture frame you can look at the bigger picture of what's called your life, and then you can take the necessary steps to overcome that fear, to break those habits, and right. not let the opinions of right. others tell you who you're going to be. Now, now I've been listening to you describe your meditation. Sounds sounds different than mine. What I try to do, and I should take a class to do this, was more in the lines of a transcendental meditation where you sit up straight, you close your eyes, and you just shut out things. As things come, you just let them go. You know, uh, It was explained to me once, you know, again, I'm, not, I'm, I'm very spiritual, I believe in a higher being, but I'm not religious. But it was explained to me that when you pray, it's you talking to God or the supreme deity. When you meditate, they're talking back. I would agree with that. And what I have found is... If you listen, the more that you listen to these different types of meditation, you will hear, relax, take a deep breath. It's usually a, some sort of visualization that, that is presented to you. Um, 
a blue light, a white light. Right. Allow right. it to come Because transcendental, I th- think you actually have like a mantra, you know, whether it's OM or something. Yep. You have your own word dedicated to you, your own mantra, and you just focus on that. Where, whereas yours is just seems to be just a, a general method of right. meditation. What, what I what I like to do is it's still shutting off your mind. It's still, shut, yeah, I just I started to do it by just I want to shut my mind off. I want to lie down, I, and they say find a quiet place. Find whether you're sitting or lying. Make make sure there's no noise around you. I just tune. I just basically tune into the meditation that I find, and I just tune out everything else. I do the breathing. It's usually dark in the room or very dim light. Dim light. I I, I prefer to lay down, and it's just it's just my time. And I and I do follow that I do and and I from a spiritual from a higher higher level as you were stating I do feel that like allowance I allow when it's when you you'll hear a lot of times imagine a white light going through into your into your into your head down your arms into your belly down your legs out your toes like I do think I do try to visualize that actually happen to me and then the interesting thing that takes place is it takes you to a place. I like I I, I kind of see that with my eyes closed. Like see, I there is that white light up because I feel I, I'm afraid of falling asleep. I've tried. I've done sleep. that too. Yeah, where I can just fall asleep. Yep. But if you're falling asleep, if you if you make it through the whole meditation, you are still finding. Do you set a timer, or are you just? No, I've tried, I usually set the time based upon my day. Like I had a little extra time this morning, so I felt I wanted to but, find out. But a, when a, you're actually meditating, do you set a timer, or is it? A guided meditation. It's, it's usually guided it's, meditation. Yeah, okay. I, I've done it very simple. I've just I've gone to YouTube. There's right. thousands and thousands of, of. I mean, I saw one today. It was it was a three hour meditation. Like, I don't think I could do a three hour meditation. So I was like, okay, and I don't have mm-hmm. three hours. So I had to get to work, but I had I, I wanted to do. I did a twenty minute. I said I'm gonna find a twenty minute meditation, and the one that I found was twenty one minutes. And I did find myself at one point falling asleep again. You know, because I did it first thing in the morning. But if that happens, that's okay, because that's your that's your time. You've you've garnished that time to use it for your own sense of healing, for your own sense of setting the intentions for the day. Or if you're doing it in the evening, you're doing it at night before you go to bed. You're setting your intentions for the evening. It's I call it the me time. Mm-hmm. It's it's. It's, and it just feels it's good. It's a chill. Yeah. It's it's when you're in the zone. It's when you're chilling. You know, other people might. You may be meditating, not even realizing you're meditating. When when you've had enough of the kids, and you just need, you, you go outside and you just have that moment, that quiet time of just mm-hmm. relaxing or just sitting on the couch relaxing. You are meditating in in your own way. You're just trying to empty it all out. You know, some people do it with their choice of alcoholic beverages in their hand. Not the right way to do it. You need to just be doing nothing. And and that's just a good exercise, mm-hmm. you know. See if for five minutes you can do nothing for just five minutes, and then then go to YouTube, you know. And there there's a bunch of channels like like you said. Right. All you have to do is type in meditation, and you'll find it out there. And you'll find every type of presenter, whether it's and you'll find stuff that you know. A lot of times you'll to see hear, what's best for you. Yeah, there's there's a there's definitely a lid for every pot out there, as I mm-hmm. like to say. And you really can find different ones out there. And you can find very short ones. You can find very long ones. Um, but the thing is to try it. Try something new. You know, in order to be somebody you've never been before, 
you have to do something you've never done before. So I would say, you know, give it a shot. His name is Chris Flickinger. I am Dan Morrow. If you have any questions, you can contact us at flickisproof at gmail.com. That's flickisproof at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week with some more information. If you, Hopefully we can answer some questions. If not, we, we have plenty more to talk about. So stick around, and we will see you all next week. Have a great day, everybody. Take care, everybody.